Hello T Crew and welcome to this brand new mini sip. Today we're going to be discussing Shannon Sharp's interview in Club Shay Shay with Monique. So let's get straight into it. So I told you guys in last week's episode that I was going to be watching this podcast interview because I really felt like Monique was going to have space and time to really get into the thing of the things. And she did not disappoint. She broke down so many situations that I really feel like I know Monique more. And I feel like no other interview has really given her enough time. Like the interview was three hours. No other interview has really given her enough time to get into the things of the things. You know, Monique has had a very long, lustrous career. So it's like, we really need to get into the things of the things. Um, And so I just try to do a couple highlights of things that I heard over the three hours. Of course, I think you guys should watch the interview in its entirety if you can, if you have the time or over the weekend um, to watch all three hours. Because I think it really puts into perspective. Because before we even get into what the interview covered, I just want to say overall, I think Monique gets a bad rap as being big, black, and, you know, difficult to work with, overly opinionated. And all these roles are kind of put on to Monique and the way that she handles her business, the way that her husband is involved as her business, you know, in her business as her manager um, and her husband. But I honestly think it puts into perspective a lot of things and was Monique a thousand percent right in how she carried herself? Possibly not, but was she wrong? I don't think so. And I think that'll be clear as we kind of go through the things that she spoke about, but I really don't think she was wrong. I really feel like sometimes it's her delivery that turns people off to her message. But at the same time, you know, what is wrong with a black woman standing on business? And I really have come to the conclusion after seeing this interview that she is just a black woman who stands on business. She wants the money from the Parkers that she's owed. She wants the money that she would have gotten as an Oscar winner, as a Globe, Golden Globe winner, um, you know, that she never really got because of the blackballing in the industry and things like that. But I just feel like she is a black woman standing on business. So I just want to preface um, the rest of what I'm about to say uh, and say that first. All right. So let's get into some of the highlights of the interview. So the first thing that I found shocking was the Kevin Hart revelations. So Kevin Hart and Monique worked together. This is after you know, Monique had been blackballed from the industry. She did share that, you know, when she was really up against the wall in her situation with her husband and her finances, that Kevin Hart loaned her some money. Now she says after, you know, things were better, things were, you know, more free. She was able to give him back his money with interest, right? So she goes on to Kevin Hart's podcast and he, she talks about her situation like she did on Shannon's show. She talks about Tyler Perry, talks about what happened. And he's like, you know, I have a good relationship with Tyler Perry. I'm going to talk to Tyler Perry on your behalf. And I want you guys to come back together. I think this is a misunderstanding, right? So Kevin Hart goes to Tyler Perry. He basically said the door is closed. I don't want to discuss it any further, et cetera, et cetera. Because this has been like years later since the incidents happened and 
whatever else. Um, but he did tell Monique at that time, he's like, you know, there's things I want to work on with you. There's projects I want to work on with you. And Monique said that they wanted to get her show. Monique used to have a show on BET for those who don't remember that she wanted to work with Debmar Mercury. Now this is the same company that dropped Wendy Williams and now produces the Sherry Shepard show. Okay. So let's keep this all in, in relativity. And the reason why I believe Monique is because, no offense to Wendy, we all love Wendy here, but when Wendy was on the downward decline, I do believe that Debmar Mercury was looking for a new host. They were kind of putting their feelers out. They were seeing, you know, what would stick because they were looking for a new host when Wendy was on her decline. So I believe what Monique is saying because the timeline is kind of adding up to right about the time when Debmar Mercury would have been looking for a new you know, black woman host to not just host maybe something for daytime, but they could have put her in the evening, but just overall a new show. And she has already hosted a show by herself. So they know that she's capable of doing this and that, you know, people would gravitate to it. Those that gravitated to her show the first time. Right. Okay. So Kevin Hart says it's basically a go. He wants to work with her. Um, even though the whole Tyler Perry door is closed. Right. So uh, Monique goes to Denmark Mercury. They're like, listen, Tyler, Pe Tyler Perry, sorry. Kevin Hart is completely on board and, you know, basically letting them know, like, we have the funding, like, we have another person. We have a big investor who is behind the project. They immediately go to Kevin's management. Kevin's management says, we do not want to work with Monique. Monique calls Kevin back and is like, hey, you know, we're on the phone. And there's, you know, some discommunication going on, but basically your management is saying that you no longer want to do the project. Is that true? Right? She's just asking him to be straight up. He says it's a miscommunication. Everything will get worked out in a few weeks and he's going to get back to her. He never called her back. And this is exactly why I don't like Kevin Hart. I think people that listen to this podcast, you already know, Anytime you could cheat on your pregnant wife, I'm done with you. You know, like in my book, that's the ultimate disrespect. But to not even have the balls to tell this woman when she called you and asked a direct question, whether or not you were still interested in doing the project and you had to sit there and say it was a miscommunication. And now even to this day, continue to dodge her calls is, 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 is who he is. You know, that's who he is as a person. And that's honestly why I just can't get with it. Like, honestly, this is exactly Kevin Hart proving that he's Kevin Hart, in my opinion. He has never been able to stand on anything, in my opinion. That's how I feel. All right, so let's get into the next highlight of this interview, the Tyler Perry recording. So Monique talks about the fact that she made a recording of a phone call that she had with Tyler Perry when he admitted the fact that he did, you know, in private circles and in closed door meetings say that she was difficult to work with and her husband was difficult to work with. Um, and you know, Monique also shares in this recording, why would you say that Tyler when it's not true? We've never been on a project together that I was this, you know, difficult to work with. Why would you say that? And he said, you know, I basically said it as a way to get around the fact that you did not come for the precious, um, some of the precious things that they were, uh, promotions. That's what I was trying to say. Some of the precious promotions that were coming up 
that were not included in her contract, but that came up because the movie was so excellent and, um, you know, they were prepping it for award season, but they just were not willing to pay Monique to come back on the road and promote the movie. So she didn't go. Um, and you know, she had a recording of this. She let Shannon listen to the recording. Shannon confirmed that he heard the recording and it did indeed sound like Tyler Perry. So that was something there. I was like, Ooh, not y'all having a whole recording, but I understand why she had to do that because so many people have gone back on their word when it comes to working with her. It's just a sad trend, um, that she's had to experience in this industry. So if I were her, I'd be distrusting as well. Um, and now she can always have this recording. It's like, I'm not crazy. This was not all something that was in my head. Like these people really did this to me. You know what I mean? All right, so then let's get into Oprah briefly because I think we all know what happened with Oprah on her show where she brought on um, Monique's mother and her brother who was also um, uh, her abuser, uh, for lack of better words. You know, he tormented Monique and uh, abused her physically, sexually. Okay, so the mother... Monique's mother went on Oprah's show uh, with the brother, I think in the entire family, right? And Monique was not privy to that because she thought only her brother was going to go on the show. So this is something we all knew. This is something that always had created a rift between Oprah and Monique, not because she did anything wrong professionally, but because as a friend, you could have given a friend a heads up like, this is about to spiral out of control. You don't know my family. You know what I mean? And it's like, this right here is going to cause me more anguish than it's worth. But the part about this story that really got me is that Barbara Walters was approached by Monique's family as well. And Barbara Walters turned down the interview because she said she couldn't do that to Monique. She couldn't set Monique up for all of her dirty laundry in her family to be aired out without Monique being a part of it. And knowing that Monique would not be a part of it, she said she just wouldn't do it at all. And I'm like, how come, and I hate to make it about race, I really, really do, and white tea crew, y'all know I get down with y'all and it's not like that, but how come a white woman had more respect for Monique and her family situation than a black woman that she's worked with on multiple different projects. That's the part that gets me. Why can't we support each other like other people support their own? Why can't we support our own the way that other people support their own? That's the part that kills me. That's the part that really, really kills me. Barbara Walters had enough good sense to say, no, this is a setup against Monique. She just won a Golden Globe. She's doing amazing work. She just had these kids. You know, she's a wife and a mother and doing her own family now. I'm not going to dredge up the past in order to get clicks and views. Oprah couldn't turn away. She couldn't turn away from the salaciousness of the story. And she did it anyway. Sad, really sad. All right. And then Tiffany Haddish was also brought up. I guess she did an interview where she mentioned um, Monique and she mentioned Monique's husband. And she's like, yeah, I'm glad I don't have a husband like that. And Monique was like, yeah, if you had a husband like Sydney, you wouldn't have two DUIs. Let me tell you, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, tell him again, Monique. 
Tell them again. Everybody has so much to say about somebody else's husband, somebody else's partner. If it's working for them, it's working. I don't know this man. I don't know what his preferences are. I've heard rumors here and there, whatever. We've all heard different things about different celebrities and celebrity spouses, but he supports her and she feels as though he's the best thing to happen to her. And she feels as though he's in her corner. So as a fan or as even a bystander, like that's enough for me. How are we going to want more from Monique's husband than Monique wants? Monique is happy with her husband. She's happy with how he runs the business. She's happy with how he runs the home. She's happy with how he is as a husband and a father. You know, that's her, that's her situation to, you know, approve of or disapprove of at the end of the day. So it's like for Tiffany Haddish to even be speaking on another person that I'm like, this is just shows the character of Tiffany Haddish. Again, like the same thing with Kevin Hart. It constantly, like y'all are constantly exposing yourselves to your true character all the time. And nobody really wants to see it. Well, now with Tiffany, people are seeing it because, you know, back-to-back DUIs and then the whole thing with Aerie Spears. But before that, nobody wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to push it under the rug. She's so funny. She ready and everything else. It's like, if you love someone, and I say it on the podcast all the time, but T Crew, truly hear me. If you love someone, you will hold them accountable. We cannot continue to prop up certain people in the black community if we are not going to hold them accountable. Every single person I've talked about on this list should be nothing but supportive of Monique's career. And if she, they can't be supportive, they should be supportive outside and chastise her inside. You know what I mean? If you know, you know. When you ride for somebody, they can say whatever they want outside. You get back in the house, you have that conversation with them inside the house. Because outside, we have to be a united front. You see what I'm saying? Outside, we don't want to see them see us bickering, fighting, backbiting each other, lying on each other, speaking ill of each other and each other's spouses. Come on now. You know who the them that I'm talking about is. That's what I'm saying. It's embarrassing. We need to tighten up as a community. Like this entire interview was basically Monique showing different ways in which she has been let down by the community over and over and over and over. Though I believe she's the easiest person to work with all the time. I don't. She admits that herself. She's from Baltimore. It's hard for her to take direction at certain times. She admits these things, but for People empowered to continuously, continuously, continuously deny her talent and not give her things. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for us as a community, honestly. And then the last thing I had on here was her relationship with Sydney. Now, this is something that I originally was like, it's just a little too close. I just feel like she can speak for herself. She can do for herself. But, you know, after I watched this interview, I can understand more why Sydney takes such an active role because as a black woman, you don't feel protected. You don't feel seen. You don't feel like you're going to get your things on the first try. You have to go over and over and over and continuously, you know, chip away to get the things that you're deserved. So now I understand why she feels more comfortable having her husband in the room for the majority of the things that she does, because she wants to make sure she's getting a fair shake. And honestly, it's sad in this day and age that women have to feel like that, but I can completely understand 
And not to make this mini sip too long, just in my own personal life, a few days ago, we had a deal, like a business deal that I had to do, right, by myself. And it, it included, you know, exchanging some money and, um, you know, having to, to have something picked up and exchanging some money or whatever. And I called this person, I called this person, I called this person, I called them maybe three or four times before um, they actually, you know, were supposed to come pick up this item. My husband called one time. Do you know he was here in 15 minutes? To complete the transaction? But this is what I'm saying. This happened literally two weeks ago. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I can understand now why she wants Sydney in the room, why Sydney wants to be in the room, because the discrepancy between men and women, it still is very vast. It still is very long. You still have certain people who believe that women can't do certain things or they just don't see it for women in that way. So now I can't understand why, you know, he's so close and tight into all of her business. Um, but I might do a part two to this. Let me know what you guys think. What other things did you pull from the interview that you want me to talk about? Put it in the comments and I might come back because I don't want to make the mini sip too long. Uh, but yes, it was a great interview. Please watch it in its entirety. Please watch the ads and support Shannon as you watch it. Um, and I love you for listening. Bye.